This week on Paranormally Speaking, I'll be discussing haunted, bizarre, weird, strange, and supernatural Japan and the surrounding area right along the coast known as the Dragon's Triangle. It's the equivalent of our Bermuda Triangle we have in the neighboring waters of the United States and Cuba and that area of Bermuda, of course. I'll be talking about strange tales shared with me from listeners in the country of Japan, cities and villages within. Uh, Folks who've listened to my show for a little over a year now, this is my third season, of course, and I thought, hey, I've done Paranormal and Strange Canada, I've covered the New England states, Um, I've covered Supernatural and Paranormal Russia, and I thought, hey, here's a special thank you to my listeners in Japan. I will do this episode focusing on Japanese paranormal, Japanese supernatural phenomenon. And to start off with, um, over the weekend, I ended up rescuing a rabbit. Really has nothing to do with this week's episode. It's just something I wanted to share. A person was coming around the side of a building at a uh, place I was visiting and had a ball-peen hammer in his hand. But running ahead of him was a small little rabbit. And the rabbit ran up to me as if it sensed my aura and partially climbed up my leg. You know, tiny little rabbit claws, they they don't cut, they just kind of prick at you. And I I looked down, I'm like, what do you want, fella? So I, I knelt down and picked him up. And the guy was coming to me. He said, yeah, go ahead and hold him. I'm gonna bash you in his head. I'm like, why on earth would you bash in his head? It's been getting into my vegetables. I ran over two of his little brothers yesterday with a push mower. You chopped up bunnies with a push mower? Yeah. They ain't nothing but varmints. So, yeah, this was in Ohio, sadly. And I said, absolutely not. I will take this rabbit off your hands. Well, you just make sure you get him away from here. I don't want him around my vegetables. So, I ended up bringing a rabbit home. Tiny little rabbit. Super tame. Really friendly. We named him Loki. Uh, he's just a guest with us right now because I have three dogs and I don't want little Loki to get devoured by Daisy, our chocolate lab, because she was a rescue and she used to love to chase chickens and rabbits and rip them to shreds and leave just their pelts. So not about to take that chance with little Loki. But we did find a forever home yesterday for little Loki and hopefully he'll have a safe environment to continue to live and prosper in and bring joy to those around him. But it's been a lot of fun being an adoptive parent of a rabbit. And rabbits do hold some sort of significance in Japanese culture. For God's sakes, it's one of their years of icons in regards to spirit animals. That being the rabbit or the year of the rabbit. And there's the year of the rat, year of the dragon, goes on and on. Thank you so much for tuning in to Paranormally Speaking. Once again, I'm your host, Neil Parks, and please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed, that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available 
and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Earth's atmosphere is trapping unprecedented amount of heat, according to a NASA and NOAA report. Agencies said increase in greenhouse gases are partially to blame. NASA explained in a release last Tuesday that the blue marble's climate is determined by the balance between how much of the sun's energy is absorbed into the atmosphere and at the surface. Now, this can cause serious irreparable damage is absorbed in the atmosphere and at the surface and how much thermal infrared radiation is admitted into space. According to a recent study published in Geophysical Research Letters, the sum of those two parts of energy determines whether Earth heats or cools. Continued increases in concentrations of well-mixed greenhouse gases into the atmosphere and long-time scales. Time required for the ocean cryosphere and the land to come to thermal equilibrium with those increases result in a net gain of energy hence warming on earth the study summary stated further most of this excess energy about 90 percent warms the ocean with the remainder heating the land melting snow and ice and warming the atmosphere in order to reach Conclusions, the agency researchers compared data from NASA's clouds and the Earth's radiant energy systems with a global array of measurements from Argo ocean floats. We show that these two independent approaches yield a decadal increase in the rate of energy uptake by Earth from mid-2005 through mid-2019, which was attributed to decreased reflection of energy back into space by clouds and sea ice and increases in well-mixed greenhouse gases and water vapor, this summary stated. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Japan's Dragon's Triangle. The Devil's Sea and the Dragon's Triangle, located in the Philippine Sea of China's eastern coast, is known for vanishing ships and seamen, similar to the legendary Bermuda Triangle. While seasonal theories for mysterious disappearances speak of extraterrestrials, lost kingdoms under the sea wreaking havoc, others believe that the rain displays within the region the same magnetic anomalies as the Bermuda Triangle. The area which can be marked off on a map by connecting Japan, Taiwan, and the Yap Islands has become known as the Dragon's Triangle. After a centuries-old Chinese myth, according to the myth, dragons live deep beneath the surface, and their movement can suddenly churn up waves, whirlpools, thick fog, and sudden storms. In 1950, Japanese officials declared the Triangle a danger zone for shipping. In 1952, a research vessel... The Keo Maru number 5, sent by the Japanese government to investigate the troubled waters, vanished without a trace, 
and 22 crewmen and nine scientists were lost. Like the Bermuda Triangle, the Devil's Triangle area may be volatile. Subject to sudden weather changes and ocean swells not yet understood. Undersea volcanoes are believed to influence the area's sudden environmental changes. Others cite Makakunin Hiko Butai, which is Japanese for UFOs. My sources are from Charles Berlitz, The Dragon's Triangle, New York, under Wynwood Press, 1989. The Dragon's Triangle online sources. You can go to www.dragonsunlimited.tripod.com slash 8.html. Seven terrifying Japanese urban legends that are based on true stories. From human sacrifices to abandoned villages, these real Japanese legends give us, or should give you, the creeps, I should say. A haunted village in Kyushu, a doll possessed by a girl spirit in Hokkaido. These may sound like Japanese horror movies, but they're real-life stories based on actual events. Not only that, you can go and visit the origin of many of these creepy stories yourself, if you dare. While Japan's yorei and yurikai, ghosts and mythological spirits, are based on old superstition, the following stories are more than real. All we have to say is whatever you do, don't open the portal to Tomino's hell, no matter how tempting it may be. Some stories are better left on paper without a second chapter. Here are seven Japanese urban legends that are totally based on reality to tell on the dark for any time of the year. The Lawless Nunaki Village. If you stumble upon the entrance of Nunaki, you will be greeted by signs to stay away, warning the constitution and laws of Japan do not apply here. Sitting in the countryside of Kyushu's Fukuoku Prefecture, this abandoned village is only accessible through a tunnel in which hundreds of workers were killed when it collapsed during its construction. The village was slowly abandoned for reasons that aren't entirely clear, some say it was because of a widespread plague that wiped out the population. Others say it was just due to its remoteness. But the wildest stories is that one of the villagers went crazy and murdered everyone with an axe. Whatever the case, no one has actually ever lived there since the end of World War II. And electronic devices reportedly don't work inside. Are those sounds of barking dogs or the screams of dead workers that you hear emanating from deep inside that tunnel? The doll that grows human hair. Back in 1918, a 17-year-old boy in Hokkaido bought a doll at the market for his two-year-old sister, Akiku. The doll looked similar to her as they both had Akapa haircuts, a bowl cut with straight hair down the chin. He loved the doll so much that he took it everywhere with him and her sleeping with it. When Akiko died months later, the family named the doll after her and prayed to it at their household shrine. It wasn't long after they started praying to this doll that they realized they had messed up. 
Something strange was happening and the doll's hair was gradually growing longer, even after cutting it. The hair crept growing back. It was at that moment the family reached out. Okiku's father gave the doll to Maninji Temple in Awamizawa City, Hokkaido, where it can be visited to this day. No photos are allowed. Scientists have analyzed the hair of the doll and concluded that it is real human hair from a child. The remoteness of the temple makes it extremely hard to access without a car, and even then it can be dangerous. When there's heavy snowfall, some ghost tours do take place here and bring visitors in, but they are typically only in Japanese, in case you were thinking about trying to see this demonic doll for yourself. The Human Sacrifice of Moroka Castle Hidoboshira, a type of human sacrifice, was practiced in Japan up until the 16th century. Workers would wall up live victims in pillars, dams, and other buildings, foundations to appease the gods, who would protect the building from enemy attacks. Moroku Castle in Sakai, Fuki Prefecture, is home to one of the most famous Hidoboshira stories. One of the castle walls kept crumbling down during its construction, no matter how it was reinforced. As a last resort, the workers suggested making a Hidoboshira, and a woman named Oshizu was selected to be the sacrifice. She agreed to be sacrificed under the condition that her son would become a samurai. The castle was built successfully, but the promise to Oshizu was never fulfilled. Now every spring, the castle moat floods during spring rains, and the, these are the tears of Oshizu's curse. The Red Room Curse the modern scary story comes from a form of a computer pop-up and originated in the 1990s when personal computers were just starting to boom across Japan. The curse starts with a pop-up that appears to be a victim's computer screen. When they are alone in a room, it has a red background with black letters asking, Do you like red room? It's impossible to close out of the pop-up. It's frozen on the screen. You won't be able to escape the room. You're in when the pop-up appears. As the doors and windows will suddenly lock, your body will be discovered days later dead in your room, surrounded by walls painted red with blood. The Red Room curse became popular in the dark corners of the internet after a 12-year-old girl in Sezebo, Nagasaki, was murdered by her classmate. The murderer, who has remained unnamed due to being 11 years old at the time, was found to have a link to the Red Room bookmarked on her computer. The Red Cape Murderer The Akamanto is based on a real murderer who kidnapped and killed three people while wearing a blue blanket in central Fuki Prefecture in 1906. Modern stories about Akamanto, literally Red Cape in Japanese, have him wearing a long red cape and a white mask. He appears in bathrooms when victims are in an ahem vulnerable spot on the toilet and asks... Red cape or blue cape? Other versions of the story have him asking red paper or blue paper. After victims realize that this isn't toilet paper to wipe their butts on. Oh, the horror. If your answer is red, he will decapitate you, causing your blood to flow over you like a red cape. If you answer blue, he will strangle you to death, turning your body blue. Answer a third color or decline to answer to foil his gruesome plans. It might just save your life. The legend appeared in the 2015 television series Scream Queens. Tomino's Hell, the Cursed Poem. 
Elder sister vomits blood. Younger sister is breathing fire. While sweet little Tomino spits up the jewels. This gruesome poem called Tomito's Hell will bring death to anyone who reads it aloud. Shit, I just read it aloud. Written by Seijo Yasu has part of a poetry collection in 1919. The poem is about a young boy named Tomino who descends into the eight levels of hell. I thought there were only seven levels. Anyway, some interpret the poem to be about Tomino losing his soul from having killed one of his parents. But there is a special place in Buddhist hell for people who commit this sin. Others see it as a metaphor for Tomino going to war and dying in agony, never to see his family again. In 1974, director Taramu Suji released a movie based on Tomino's hell, Dinin Nai Shishu, which is pastoral to die in the country. He died prematurely at 50 years old due to liver disease which sparked already forming rumors that reading this poem aloud causes suffering and death. Apparently, reading the poem in your mind is okay. We hope you didn't read those first lines aloud. Oops. See the full poem translated into English translation. Now, I only said the first few lines, but if you ever want to read the entire poem, I guess don't read it aloud. Just read it in your mind. Hanako-san, the Japanese Bloody Mary. The Bloody Mary of Japanese elementary schools, Toru no Hanaka-san, or Hanako of the toilet, is a spirit that can be summoned, but you'd rather uh, have to either be really brave or just plain crazy. Hanako-san's true backstory is unclear. Some say she was a victim of an air raid during World War II, who was hiding in the bathroom stall when her school went up in flames. Others say she ran into the bathroom to hide from her murderous parents. Poor girl. One thing is clear. She died in the third stall of the third floor bathroom. And that's where you need to knock to summon her. Knock three times and ask, Hanashokan, Emasuka, or Hanako-san, are you there? Yes, I am, a small voice will respond. The door will slowly open, and you'll just be able to glimpse a schoolgirl covered in blood coming out of the toilet before she drags you in with her. And there... Um, are there any other scary Japanese urban legends you know of that I may have missed? Research it and let me know. Send an email, send, uh, uh, leave a comment on my Facebook page for Paranormally Speaking. And uh, that's about it for the urban legends. If you'll hold for an important message from our sponsor, we'll get on to the next segment. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Welcome back. Sorry about the lame-ass commercials. I'm now going to go over a list of reportedly haunted locations in Japan, consisting of Tokyo, Kyoto, Yomanashi, and a few other places. Tokyo, of course. Sunshine 60. It was built on a site where Japanese war criminals were executed. This is a building in Tokyo. Masako's, Masako's grave, purportedly the resting place of Tairo no Mashadako, a rebellious, high in 
period warlord where uh, there have been cases where construction workers disturbing the graves had accidents with some dying as a result. Oiwa Shrine, believed to be the former home of a woman who was murdered by her husband. This is also in Tokyo. Hak, uh, Hakshio Castle, an abandoned castle site. Visitors to the ruins claim to hear the screams of a woman. Prudential Tower. In 1982, a fire killed 33 people, making people believe it to be haunted. Akaska Mansion Hotel. A woman claimed she was dragged across her room by an unseen force. Doriodo Ruins. Two bodies were allegedly found in the site. A body of an elderly woman in 1963 and a young college student in 1973. The temple was torn down in 1985. Visitors to the site claimed to hear the screams of two murder victims. Another location... Kyoto Tunnel, one of the most famous haunted locations in Kyoto, Japan. Maidoro Pond, a spirit of a young girl is believed to haunt this pond. Yamanashi, the Akogara, one of the most popular suicide sites in Japan. It's reputed to be haunted by the yori of those who died there. Oyeron Buki. According to the legend, during the Warring States period, there was a gold mine in the area. Fifty-five prostitutes working there were decided to be killed to prevent them from sharing the information about the gold. Hemiji Castle, believed to be haunted by Banko Sariyashiki. Mount Osor, believed to be a gateway to the underworld. Another location, Gridley Tunnel. Located on a naval base in Yokosuka, Japan. Between midnight and 1 a.m. on rainy nights, a samurai appears to solo explorers. Maroka Castle, according to legend, in 1576, a widow named Ashizu agreed to become Hidobashira if her son became a samurai for the Lord, the god they worshipped. However, the Lord was later transferred. And the promise was then broken. So Ashizu flooded the castle's moat every April with her tears. Ryokufusu Inn is allegedly home to a Zashiki Warashai. Some guests have claimed they were touched by invisible fingers as they slept. Others have claimed to have seen ghostly white balls floating in the air. Balls floating in the air would terrify me as well. Thank you so much for listening to this segment, and please hold for a word from our sponsor. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. A Japanese cult that believes its leader is an alien from Venus was speaking at CPAC last week. The lineup of the Conservative Political Action Conference last week included political heavyweights like former President Donald J. Trump, Cancun-loving Senator Ted Cruz, and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. It also included the political head of a Japanese religious cult 
that promotes nationalism, xenophobia, and the belief that its leader is the reincarnation of an alien from Venus who created life on Earth millions of years ago. Last Friday afternoon at the Hyatt Regency Orlando, he was a prominent conservative Japanese speaker and addressed CPAC about the threat China poses to the U.S., taking a prime spot on the lineup just after Donald Trump Jr., Now, this speaker is no stranger to CPAC. In fact, 2021 marked the 10th anniversary of his first visit to the Republican Love Fest. His speaker bio includes notes that he is the chairman of the Japanese Conservative Union, a right-wing political organization, and that he helped found CPAC Japan, which has been running for the last four years in Tokyo. What isn't mentioned is the central role he plays in a Japanese cult called Happy Science, whose leader believes that he is the Messiah and sells miracle cures for COVID-19. Happy Science is a Japanese cult run by a man who claims to be the incarnation of multiple gods while pretending to channel the psychic spirits and energy of anyone from Bashar al-Assad to Natalie Portman. Sarah Hightower, a researcher and expert in Japanese cults, relayed this to the news. While he has been a prominent member of the Happy Science cult from the beginning, he has worked over the past decade on building close ties with prominent U.S. conservative figures and creating Japan's Happiness Realization Party, HRP, the cult's political wing that focuses on unilateralism, ultra-rationalism, and increasing Japan's population by making child rearing easier for Japanese women. In the 12 years since it was formed, the HRP has failed to get a single candidate elected to Japan's parliament, but in recent years, under his leadership, the group has gained more political legitimacy back home by aligning itself with right-wing U.S. figures like Steve Bannon and Matt Schaup. By giving him this platform, CPAC and the Republican Party showing once again that it is willing to accept and embrace dangerous fringe movements like QAnon and the Falun Gong-backed Epoch Times, a pro-Trump newspaper that spreads disinformation has become a firm favorite of the MAGA world. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Worlds. Most Haunted Forests. In Japan, known as the Sea of Trees, the dense forest at the northwest base of Mount Fuji is one of the eeriest places in the world. It's rumored that large underground iron deposits interfere with compasses, setting walkers forth on the wrong paths. Sadder still, The forest has been the site of more than 500 reported suicides since the 1950s. Locals claim to hear their spirits scream through the night. Black Forest in Germany. 
The Grimm brothers set many of their fairy tales in this bewitching landscape along the Rhine River and southwestern Germany, which looks just as you'd imagine. So densely forested with fir and pine trees that sunlight rarely pierces through. It makes an ideal playground for mythological creatures like sorcerers, werewolves, witches, and kindred or kind-hearted dwarves. For a more adult tale of hauntings, killings, and dark magic in this forest, turn to The Necromancer, first published in 1794. Eregatu Sayonara. This was the episode dedicated to my Japanese audience. There are a few of you out there. I received a few emails and various messages on other social formats requesting that I cover the mystery, the history, legends, lore, and hauntings that take place in and around Japan and on that country, that island. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you learned something and enjoyed this episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. See you next time. Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of